to Alumni Conversations. What you're about to hear is a Facebook Live conversation that took place between members of our Laterno community and our alumni. These bi-weekly conversations dive into stories from our time as students at Laterno University and the years that followed. Originally founded by R.G. and Evelyn Laterno in the mid-1940s, Laterno University is a comprehensive institution of Christian higher education, where educators engage learners to nurture Christian virtue, to develop competency and ingenuity in the professional fields, to integrate faith and work, and to serve the local and global community. We claim every workplace and every nation is our mission field, and so Laterno University graduates are professionals of ingenuity and Christ-like character. They see life's work as a holy calling with an eternal impact. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. Hi, and welcome to Alumni Conversations. This is Dan Ostorf. Uh, I work in our Alumni Relations Office, and for some reason, my camera is not working. So uh, we're gonna give that a shot here in a second, and I'll see if I can get that working for us. But we're so glad you're here with us today. Um, and we are so looking forward to our conversation with two of our recent graduates, Tamara and Charity. Uh, both are back in Rwanda now, but we're here as students and graduated in 2017. Well, you may know this already, but one of the things that has made a Laterno education so rich for so long is the presence of international students. International students bring such a rich perspective from the rest of the world. They bring um, differences in, in perspective and experiences that enrich not only the classroom, but relationships and experiences across campus. So we are really excited to have Charity and Tamara with us here today. Part of Laterno University's experience is our international student population. One out of every two, 10 students on campus is an international student. And it takes a lot of work, but we are so excited to have students from Asia and Africa and South America, and you name a continent across the world, and they're probably represented here on campus. In most years, we have over 40, 40 countries represented in our student body. This year, due to COVID-19, it's just over 30 countries, but we are still so excited to have these students who come from different places and different perspectives and different cultures in the way that they enrich our classrooms and our experiences and the relationships uh, that they bring to campus are so, so sweet. Well, you might wonder, how do international students come to, to Laterno? How do they find out about us? And then how do they navigate all that it takes to, to get to the United States and to study at Laterno University? Well, I've asked a good friend of mine, Sarah Epling, who works in our Office of Global Initiatives, to join me today to explain a little bit about what that process looks like. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring Sarah in. Sarah has a master's from Georgetown University in English as a second language, as well as a bachelor's from Mississippi College in modern languages. But more importantly than that, Sarah loves Jesus and loves international students. And has a decade of experience working with international students, not only here at Laterno, but in Washington, DC, and um, having lived overseas actually in Asia several times. So Sarah, so glad to have you with us. So walk us through this. How do we, how do students overseas find out about Laterno? And then what's the process look like for getting them actually on campus and in classes? Yeah, so we actually have found that most of our international students find out about Laterno through word of mouth, most reliable form of advertisement, I think. Um, but we do, we have in the past traveled to several schools overseas that we've had connections with, maybe because um, we've had alumni that have come from those schools and whatnot, and we'll meet with the students there and kind of present about Laterno and then give them a time um, for them to ask questions about Laterno. And then the first step of the process is just to apply. It's a super easy application process. It takes usually 10 minutes to complete the online application. Um, and it's a free application. And then there's the, the part that it starts getting a little different 
because for American students, it's pretty easy. They just send in their high school transcripts and they send in an SAT score, ACT score, and that's it. But for international students, there's a lot of extra documentation that we have to get because of um, the U.S. F1 student visa requirements. And so we have to get official transcripts and then we usually have to convert those to a U.S. GPA system. And then we also have to get any kind of test scores they have. Um, if they take if they take an SAT or ACT, that's preferable because then they would qualify for all of the academic scholarships that Letourneau offers. But if they don't have access to the SAT or ACT, then they could take just a TOEFL test, which is a test of English proficiency or an IELTS test, um, which is a, a different test for English proficiency. And that could also count um, as proof of English proficiency, which is what we need um, for the U.S. visa. And then we get all that documentation in, plus proof of finances, which is also required for the visa. And then once we have them admitted and we have all the documentation we need for the visa, then we can create a like a it's called a Form I-20, which is the document they need to apply for a U.S. visa. Then they have to go and set up an, a visa appointment and go in for an interview, an in-person interview, where basically the visa consular makes sure that they're a legitimate student and that they do intend to come to the U.S. and then complete their studies and then go back home. Um, and so you can ask any um, international student, they have varying experiences of how friendly or not friendly those visa consulars are. Um, usually the interviews last a total of like five to 10 minutes and they're done. Um, and so there's a lot of work that goes into leading up to the visa interview. And so then by the time they have gone through all of this and they finally get on a plane and get to Longview, Texas, they are, they've worked hours and hours on their application and visa process. And by the time they get here, they are tired. <laughs> I believe it. Absolutely. I mean, I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. And, and Sarah, I think about that important role that, that, that you play. And I think the message that we would want to say is you're not on your own. If you want to come here, right. that's actually the role that you and your office play is we're going to walk you through that process. We yeah. are here to build initial relationships, but to walk you through, it's not as if you show up and all of a sudden we say, hey, you're on your own, like right. you're still building relationships. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about what you guys do and how you come alongside students who are interested in studying here. And then once they do arrive, what, what role do you guys play? Well, basically the admissions counselors in our office help answer any questions students may have. And then we, we give you advice or um, information about how to set up a visa interview. And we can, you know, even help you practice for a visa interview if you need to, um, anything like that. Then the the way we do it is where the visa um, officer, so that would be like Dr. Alan Clipperton and Ms. Suma Jayakar, they're the main ones doing admissions. And they help with the admissions piece of it. So everything before the student actually gets here. And then once the student arrives, that's where I come in and I lead orientation and help with the welcoming process of bringing in the students and just congratulating them that they've made it this far, they've gotten here. Um, and so our office always says that we think it's a miracle that we have any international students that finally make it to Longview, Absolutely. Texas, our campus. And so, yep. um, yeah, so we definitely like to celebrate once they make it here. 
Yeah, we like to celebrate. And, you know, I just think about all those pieces that you just explained to us and how God just has to show up. He has to give favorite visa interviews. Mm -hmm. And once they get here, what a celebration it is that God's yeah. here. He's worked out all those pieces. And, uh, and Sarah, I know one of your hearts is just that relationship part with our students. So I want to let you know, um, Deborah Osomo is watching right now. She <gasps> wants to say hi. Yeah, that I had in class, and I know you got to build a relationship with her. So, hi from both of us to you, Debbie, um, and we miss you much, but we're glad you're doing well, and hope to have you on here sometime soon too. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so Sarah, your part of your relationship, or a large part of what you do, is working with our students once they get on campus. But you've also traveled before, and we'll use yeah. this for our segue into today's guest. Tell us where all have you gone to kind of share about Letourneau and work with international students. Where's that taking you? Well. <laughs> I've been to Rwanda and Kenya, and I've been to China, and I've been to Mexico, Panama, um, Honduras, and I know I'm forgetting some others. Yeah, there's more, but I'm forgetting. <laughs> I'm forgetting. That's okay. Yeah. Well, that's amazing, and I love that that's part, you know, we, we think about all the work we do in the U.S. to recruit students, and I love that that we say, man, international students, you are so important to us, and we value you so much that we're going to come find you. We're going to go with yeah. you about us. Yeah. So let's, um, let's use this as our, our transition into today's guest. Sarah, you went to Rwanda a couple of years ago. How long has it been since you were yeah. in Rwanda? Yeah, so I guess the last time was about three years ago. Okay. okay, so three years ago. So that was after Tamara and Charity, our guest today, had just graduated, I guess, or were just getting ready yeah. to graduate. Actually, um, it was two years ago. Two years ago, okay. Wait, was it? No, three years ago, maybe. <laughs> I can't remember. Somewhere in there, all years years ago. Yeah. Right. Well, needless to say, our two guests today, I got to have in class and enjoyed getting to know them there, but you've actually been to where they are. So let's yeah. introduce them. I'm gonna go ahead and bring Tamara. Um, well, actually, I'm going to bring Charity in first. Looking at my notes, my notes. Charity, you're first. So, Charity, let's go ahead and bring you in. Charity graduated in 2017. She's an international business student or a business graduate. During her time at Laterno, she calls it life changing. She said the support system I got from there built my faith and may, and I made some lifelong friends. So we're so excited to hear that, Charity. Um, I know you are a sweet part of my early years here as I was getting used to being a teacher and figuring that out. And it was a joy to have you in class. Well, after graduation, Charity returned to Rwanda and she started a retail business in home appliances. So she's there working. She's actually finishing up a online master's in leadership in organizational development uh, that she'll complete here in November. So congratul early congratulations, Charity, on finishing that up. So you've been incredibly busy. Very busy, okay. very busy. How's the business going in the midst of COVID-19 and all that's happened? It's tough. It's not. It's not easy. But um, if I'm if I'm to complain, then I'll be ungrateful. Cause um, I don't know. We expected the worst. We expected business to be really, really bad after the lockdown. Cause we were in lockdown like in two months, from March to April. We were like in total lockdown. We were like completely like in our homes. So we were like, we were expecting to be, we expected business to be really bad, but business has been really good and I'm really grateful. Oh, wow. If I'm to complain, then I'll just be, I don't know. I'm so glad to hear business has actually been better than you guys expected. 
Um, that's encouraging to hear. Um, now, where are you calling us from? Where in Rwanda are you, Charity? I'm in Kigali. Okay, so you are in the capital. Okay. Yeah. A beautiful city. Uh, I grew up not far from you in Nairobi, Kenya, but I never made it to Rwanda. It's on my list, my bucket list to get to Kigali someday. You so should we'll visit. Oh, I would love to. Well, let me bring in our next guest, Tamara. Tamara, Tamara and Jared were here at the same time and graduated together. Tamara was a 2017 education management major. Uh, Tamara then returned, well, actually, before I do that, while she was at Letourneau, she loved her time here. She spent a lot of time in the student center and a lot of time drinking way too much coffee, uh, according to her. I think it's probably true for students. Uh, so we understand that. Um, Tamara works, is now working for Rwanda Air, the national airline in Rwanda, as a corporate and strategic planning analyst. Um, so we can only imagine, given what's going on around the world with air travel, Tamara, that these last mm -hmm. months have been incredibly challenging for you all as well. What's COVID-19 been like in your position and for Rwanda Air? Um, it's been tough, especially with the, with all the restrictions that have been placed um, in different countries. Um, and then we were grounded for uh, five months since March until August. Um, but yeah, it's been tough with the uh, different travel restrictions. And then now coming back with all the restrictions that people have to have, the COVID testing, everything that's happening is just has significantly impacted us as well. Mm. Um, but we are starting to pick up and it's going to be good. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so things are starting to pick up. So I'm glad to hear that. Well, let's, I want to hear about life in Rwanda and how things are there, but let's actually back up first and let's talk about your time in Letourneau. I would love to hear what's a memory that you guys have of your time here or when you think about uh, an opportunity or a relationship or a class that had an impact, what do you think of? Dr. Daniel, like, the, like I, I don't think I've ever thanked you forever. You were my mentor when I started when I started at Letourneau. You are my mentor, mm. and I know there's a time I was a, I was in a really bad place. I was in a dark place, and I like I never thought I needed some sort of some sort of uh, counseling or anything, cause. Africans, we don't think we need to talk to nobody. We think problems just go away. Come, they you you belong to those problems. Gotta come to you. Or you they gotta go away. But I I came to you, and you saw that I was in a bad place. You saw that I was in some sort of darkness. If I never went to, if I never walked into the counseling that you advised me to go to, I don't think I'll be who I was. If I don't think I would be who I am today. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever thanked you for, for that. But I know you just lost your son. And I wish, because you are the person that has been there for me in the darkest moment. Mm -hmm. Like, I was really, I, you don't even know. Like, I was in a very dark moment when you really, literally advised me to go to counseling. And yeah. yeah. That helped me. You know, I, I am so, I was so honored that you would trust me enough to share what was going on. And then not only that, that you would be brave enough and courageous enough to, to go to counseling. And then I'm really thankful that we, the term is the kind of place where we have counseling and we have counseling that cares about the people and cares about who you are and who God's made you to be. Um, so as much, I am 
I'm so grateful for the chance that I got to know you and be a part of your story. And I'm even more impressed by the fact that you were courageous enough to go do something like going to the counseling center. And I'm so glad it was good. Um, so, if I could just interject something here. This yeah. is this is one of the number one things that when we talk with students about why Laterno is different from other schools, one of the number one things we say is that the faculty and staff genuinely care for the students and that you see that in the relationships and just like that story that Charity just shared, I mean, that's a perfect example of how faculty and students or faculty and staff here they see this as a ministry and they they approach the students not just as you know a, a number or a body in a seat they see them as a person who has life issues going on ones to celebrate and then ones that we should you know care for and i think that this is a great example of just the difference that students can experience here at laterno i think you're right like we care about students and then students let us care about them Mm -hmm. um, I love that there's that that mutual kind of respect. So, Cherry, thank you for sharing. Um, and we're so glad you were here. Tamara, have we given you some time to think about your answer? <laughs> um, I think I also come back to the community. Um, mm -hmm. When you think of Longview, I mean, it's not one of those cities that you usually hear about in the US, like people are usually going to New York, you're going to Chicago, but then Longview, I was saying Longview when I was about to leave and everyone was like, where? where is that? So I also had started getting in my head and I was like, what if this place doesn't exist? What if I'm gonna go and then find a place that doesn't exist? But I found a home, a second home, um, the community at school, the community outside as well, the church that I mm -hmm. uh, was a part of, they became family. So it's just the community. And as Sarah was saying, um, Laterno, that's what I think is different from Laterno and other universities elsewhere. Um, it's that community that you come and find yourself a part of. Um, that's just great, especially for international students where you're coming mm -hmm. in and you don't know anyone. You don't have family. Most people usually don't. And um, you're coming in fresh from um, wherever you're coming from. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very great to find uh, a school that cares you find faculty that care because um as charity was saying we don't like talking about our feelings um so our teacher teacher student relationship is non-existent for us uh, so coming to the journal and then the professors will be like are you okay is your family okay it was always weird connection because you were like why do you care about my family <laughs> So, um, so that was a big change and something that um, I will always be grateful for, um, Laterno. Yeah, I think that's the awesome. that's the big thing about it. Uh, thanks for sharing, Tamara. It looks like we've lost Charity, but hopefully she'll reconnect and we'll get her back here in a second. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, that would be one thing that I would encourage, you know, listening to Sarah, you share earlier, all the steps that our international students have to go through can be overwhelming. And so one of the things that I would want to encourage an international student thinking about coming is, don't be overwhelmed by that and know that at the other end of it, you're coming back um, and you're coming, when you come here, there will be a community here to help you succeed. So glad you share. Okay, well, Charity and Tamara, we know that when you graduate, graduation is exciting, but also very like, uh, anxiousness is maybe not the right word. You just don't know. It's uncertain what's next. So can you tell us a little bit about when you graduated, what did that look like for you from graduation to where you are now? Um, 
it was um, scary because you don't know um, what's next. And then everyone is asking, so what's next? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, for my case, I didn't have um, a job lined up. All I knew is that I wanted to come back home. I didn't want to go through the whole OPT struggle and um, all of that. Because <laughs> um, I had seen Charity go through it because Charity graduated before me. Um, and I was like, nope, I am going to go home. I'll find something at home. At least I'll be home, even if I don't find anything, but I'll still be home. Uh, so I immediately came home. I graduated in August and then came home in September and then started looking. And then thankfully I got a job in January and started working. So that was my after graduation. Okay, so you knew you were going home, but you didn't have a job you were coming back to. I didn't have a job that I was going to. So you're going home and just gonna look for And I mean, you were sharing with me before the call that you went home with an aviation degree into mm -hmm. a country where you knew there were only two, maybe three companies. So there's some, like there was a risk there that you could go back and not find a job. Yes, it was highly probable because um, there was Ronda Air and then there was Zipline. They were my two um, top companies to work for. Um, and Zipline is a pretty small um, company that only has a very small team. Um, so that kind of did not look hopeful for me uh, as someone fresh from uni with no experience. I was like, there's no way they will pick me out of everyone else that's applying. So I went for Rwanda Air because they're usually looking for um, young people and fresh talent. Uh, so I was more hopeful for that. And then luckily I got it as well. So. Okay, excellent. Well, we're glad you, you did and that, you know, even taking that sort of step of faith, like I don't know what my job is, but going home. Uh, I'm really <laughs> glad that worked out. Well, Charity, share some experience, share with us about your experience about graduating and how you ended up in Rwanda and the supply business. What's your journey there? I really thought I needed, okay, I didn't think. I knew I needed some experience from the States. I had I had some schooling, some education from the States that I knew I needed some um, experience, working experience in some way in the States. But as an international student, it's sometimes hard. But honestly speaking, I think with the, with the community, with the friendships, with with all the connections that I built in, 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 in Longview, they helped me get the job that I had in, in the tunnel, I mean, in Longview. I really had a good job in Longview. I, I really have, sorry, I need to make this clear. I, I have a very bad cough. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be so online, but like, I really have a bad cough. But, but, oh, I'm sorry. Um, you're not feeling well. Thanks for being with us, even when you're not feeling good. Yeah, but but it's getting better. It's getting better. <clears throat> but with the supportive community that I had in Longview, um, I did have, have I did work in, in in Longview. I did work for a non an an NGO in Longview that works with. It's called Doze. It it works with um, foster kids. And I really loved my job in, in Longview, but I felt like I was kind of missing home. I kind of felt like I was 
working and building my life over there, but I missed the family kind of life. I feel I missed the, life, the family life. And I needed to move back. I really did. And nobody knew that I was moving back. None, none of my family knew that I was moving back. I just moved back. They just saw me on the door, on the, on the desktop. They just saw me there. I just showed up, showed up and be like, hey, I'm here. But with Letano, what I can say, the relationships, being in, being in that society made me connected to the outside community made me connected to the outside because I wouldn't have been I wouldn't be I wouldn't have the job that I had if I wasn't in if I wasn't in the tunnel. Like those connections, the connections that I had. Thanks for sharing. So um, I'm so glad you're able to make it back home. But I'm glad you had a good time here in that experience with an NGO and you're able to have that. Um, okay, so for our last question as we wrap up, Charity and Tamara, as you think about Rwanda and we should all come visit you, what's one thing that you would take us to do if we came and visit you in Rwanda? What's one thing that would absolutely be on the list? Huh. Take Okay, so with Erno alumni, if you go to Rwanda, Charity will take you on a hike to a volcano, which sounds amazing. Different volcanoes, like different, different, like you said, a lot of volcanoes in Rwanda. Excellent. Tamara, what about you? What would be the must do with a visitor? I will definitely not take you hiking. Um, <laughs> Charity does it for both of us. Um, <laughs> I would probably, um, I don't know, one of our coffee shops for a coffee, for a delicious coffee. I'll definitely take you eating. I'll get you fat if you go back. <laughs> so we'll go get some good food with Tamara and then Charity will go walk. And up. then go hiking, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charity and Tamara, it's so good to see you both. I know for Sarah and I to see you smiling and to know you're doing well is good for our hearts. Um, so thank you guys for spending time with us. Is there anything else, Sarah, do you have any questions or tomorrow, Charity, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up? Not to put you on the spot. You don't have to say anything. If you want to, you can. I just want to say that I miss, I miss Longview so much and mm -hmm. I would love to come back visit. And I was, I, I thought I was going to visit sometime soon, but unfortunately mm -hmm. not. But yeah. I love you guys. I love you so much. As well, soon as the travel restrictions are lifted and COVID goes away, please come back. You know where I live. You have your own bedroom ready for when you come back. You're always welcome. We would love to see you. This next year, we actually celebrate Laterno's 75th birthday, our anniversary. So sometime in the next year or two, you guys should make plans to come back. Um, we should. So we would love to see you. So, well, take care, say hi to your families for us, and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, I love you guys. I love you. I miss you. 
Well, it's always great to get to talk with our alumni. Um, so sweet to see two alumni that were here when I started my job seven years ago and getting to see how they're doing and hearing what God's been doing in their life and his provision for them. So we wish Charity and Tamara all the best in Rwanda and the work they're doing. I wanna share a couple of announcements with you uh, here at the end of our time together. So just a reminder that we do have the 75th anniversary coming up next year. And we've got information that's coming out about that and other opportunities. So actually next Thursday, we'll be sending out the October newsletter to all of our alumni. So if you are not getting that newsletter, feel free to send us an email at alumni at letu.edu. And we'll make sure you're added to that list and we get that email to you. There's all sorts of information from opportunities for you to updates of fellow alumni, um, to resources and job openings, that kind of thing. So hope you're getting that. And if you're not, let us know. and We'd love to get that to you. As well, we are so excited about homecoming next April, and we are starting to put all the details together. And what we need to hear from you is what reunions you're most excited about. We have a few societies and a few years, like the 50-year group, that we know we'll be having. Um, and we will be having a time where everyone can gather together by decade and by year to connect. But if there's a particular group that you would love to see a reunion happen for, whether it's a society you were a part of or a club or that sort of thing, just let us know. And we would love to, to work with you and getting that coordinated. We're all, we, we need someone to be the point person for that reunion, but we're here to help resource you and make that happen. Well, lastly, just want to remind you that there are tickets on sale. We'll have two concerts at next year's homecoming, and those are currently on sale for our alumni family um, with a 25 to 30% off discount. So uh, we'll enjoy a concert with Sandy Patty on Wednesday night of homecoming and then a concert, a family concert, a concert for the whole family with We Are Messengers on Saturday evening of homecoming next year. So we hope you have plans to join us. We would love to see you here on campus next April for our 75th anniversary homecoming. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we have more details coming out about that in the coming weeks. So head to letu.edu slash homecoming and sign up for those updates and we'll get more information to you. Debbie, great to see your comment. Uh, we'll get you added to the email list to make sure that you get those updates. But if anyone else would like to get those email updates, we'd love to get those to you. So just let us know in the comments. Send us a direct message on Facebook or email us at alumni at let.edu. Well, we'll talk to you in two weeks. In two weeks' time, we're going to talk to two alumni, one who was a lead mechanic for Air Force One under President Obama, and another who was a co-pilot of Air Force Two under Presidents Bush and Obama and flew around Laura Bush, Condoleezza Rice, Colin Powell. So we're excited to have an election conversation that's not an election conversation, uh, but these two alumni who have worked as part of the Air Force in, in service to the presidents over the last few years. So we're excited to talk to them two weeks from today. So we hope you'll join us for that alumni conversation on November 5th. Well, until then, have a great week. God bless. May you continue to be God's hands and feet in your workplace. May you continue to reflect the good news and share the good news of the gospel of Christ in your families and your communities and with those you work. Until next time, take care and God bless. This episode of Alumni Conversations has been brought to you by Laterna University's Alumni Relations Office, connecting over 25,000 alumni around the world. Find out more by visiting www.letu.edu forward slash alumni.